Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kerry Kermode. Last week I went along to a delivery session given by Emma Sale, a travelling vet from Wales. And I also spoke to Peter Quayle, the auctioneer of Central Mart, about the forthcoming poultry sale. And I speak to Rob Tear, a butcher from the north of the Isle of Man, to find out how busy it is and how it compares to other years in the butchery trade. All that to come on this week's programme, Kiri, but a little bit of time to chat about our own Christmases. Uh, It's a special sort of time on the farms because uh, it's one of the few times, I suppose, in the olden days that people did actually stop for a few hours to to sit down for a a big meal. That is absolutely right. This time of year, a lot of the stock are indoors now. Winter is in full swing, so the routines are feeding up each end of the day. And the hours of daylight are so few that uh, you just get an odd job done in the afternoon. But uh, 21st of December, the clocks change, the shortest day, and away we go, all roll down to spring, and we can't wait. Yeah, and it's it's a tradition because obviously uh, when I was younger, it was a big thing. Being the youngest of seven, oh, uh, you know, it was a, a big thing, and it was so appreciative what what because all your aunties and uncles would all be there on Boxing Day, what have you, and because there were quite a few of us for the Christmas dinner, uh, our parents uh, preferred goose. Oh, same with us. Yeah, to most (laughs) things. Um, So they always had that and, uh, you know, all the trimmings. And it was a big fest. And it was one of the few times, I suppose, as us as youngsters ever got off our backsides and helped to do this is very true this is it you do pull together on christmas day and like you say having a couple of hours uh to yourself watching daytime telly or whatever christmas uh, movies are on nowadays is really really special just to have that bit of downtime and family time and and time is so precious now you never seem to have enough of it when you're older Mm. um and it's definitely for the little ones christmas yeah and it brings back a lot of memories of course with uh me compatriot on countryside for many years john kenyuk uh the late John, he just loved Christmas time. He had so many stories and uh, about going to the, the houses to sing, and uh, you know, with all the little lights around the barns, it's a cracking one. And it's great to see Paul Castain and people like that that continue it, isn't it? Oh, that's right, Gordy Clegg there at Glen yeah. May as well, opening up the Christmas barns, the nativity scene. But the rundown to the Christmas mart, we'll hear from Peter Quayle just now. But uh, getting the the poultry all fattened up, ready, Manx grown locally, and then a bunch of boys together to pluck the poultry, get it all dressed nice for the sale. It was something that was very, very common at Christmas. Now maybe not so much so because you can yeah. get. It in the supermarket. Pe- people won't pay them by the hour, and it's. I think <laughs> uh, if they were looked years ago when my mother used to do the the few that they did for friends and family at Christmas, it would never have paid. I don't <laughs> think, but it is it is nice to see um, the tradition and, and of course the lights. You know, we always remember the Camille, uh, the Camine family at Ballacrane at the dairy farm, who always had a, a mighty display of Christmas lights on the farm, didn't they? It is really yeah. lovely, and it's a special time of year, and and people do go above and beyond on to decorate or get the trees up and make that festivities known it's such a, like you say a special time for everyone to come together um but like having a few a few hours off from farm and i think that's what most are looking forward to now yeah well i must admit um a few christmases i've had 
of other years um, off the island uh, in the Czech Republic and a lot different uh, Christmas sort of celebrations than here. Have you, you ever spent a Christmas day anywhere off than off than on the island? Kiri? Yeah, many years ago we were in New Zealand. We went down to visit uh, the shearers that would come up to do the shearing season on the Isle of Man for my dad. Um, we went down to stay with them over Christmas. It was the most bizarre feeling ever with sunshine shorts and t-shirt and we had cold uh, salad turkey salad it was um it was just very very different but the christmas cards all still had the snow scenes the christmas trees the father christmas is in the snow it, it just didn't register too well back as a youngster and ever since then i've never really wanted to spend christmas away from the isle of man if i'm honest no just very different it is certainly very different and uh, well you mentioned peter quayle Indeed, Peter Quayle, a very busy man, very well known in the farming community for being the auctioneer at Central Marts. And he's uh, getting ready there now for the Christmas poultry sale coming up on Thursday. And I caught up with him to see how the preparations have been going. Well, Peter, it's running down now to the shortest day. The 21st of December will be with us soon. It's been a foggy old weekend. How's the weather been generally for the farming? Uh, It's been strange. We've had... uh quite hot and very wet times and then very dry times. Um, not sure about climate change. I think if you look back over the records over all the years, there's, there's variations in the weather. So uh, we just get used to it and work accordingly. I think uh, crops have been better. There's, uh, yeah. there's good amounts of barley and straw about. Stock look well. They're still quite green. A lot of fields round about. Maybe not ours, but our neighbours <laughs> neighbor, are very ours. green. <laughs> Well, that's it, isn't it? Some of the cows got taken in early off the dairy farms, and they are. They're looking really well, aren't they? Yes, but they may need all that grass in the springtime is, uh, with rising fertiliser prices and changes in farming. Who knows what's around the corner? Well, this is it, isn't it? It's been a strange couple of years, but uh, I, I suppose the autumn sales will be all done and dusted now. We'll be looking to the spring. Yes, we've had uh, good, good sheep sales and ram sales. Prices better than usual. And then the, the cattle, the suckler sales went well. We're getting a few less cattle coming through, but there are good buyers and uh, the mart worked well. It's, uh, it's, always, it's nice to see a busy mart. We had some good, really good marts in October, November time. And that's it. And that, I suppose that governs what goes through the, the meat plant and, and everything locally in the butcher shops, especially for this time of year. Yes, uh, we always hope that the meat plant are working well and we have to sort of work alongside and we, we need the meat plant to be providing good prices for the finished product and not the stagger not too long to make sure that people are paid on time and they know where they are. No. So we work together. Absolutely. And talking of this time of year, Peter, the Christmas market uh, is coming up this week. It's always a nice, um, just a celebratory end of the year occasion. Uh, we've got about 25, 30 turkeys, all dressed and ready for the oven and maybe 30 odd geese. So uh, if anybody wants a good turkey, well manx grown, either a turkey or a goose, the mart on the 23rd, one o'clock, we start off with uh, a bit of singing with, uh, we have the silver band from Crosby. Oh, lovely. Uh, Jerry Wordsworth, you know, he's a, and his band of, uh, they're good, it just helps get us in the mood and a few carols and then we start the auction at half past one. That's it, it's getting in that mood, isn't it? It just, it's lovely in the mart there at Nokalo. Uh, some people remember the old mart at St John's, and that was, had a quite a nice atmosphere as well. But uh, we're getting used to the new mart now, and well, we've been there ten years, is it, Pro- approximately? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just good parking and uh, 
it certainly works well for stock. Oh, this is it, isn't it? It's getting them local produce to to the local people, isn't it? Everybody loves to support local, especially at this time of year. But poultry is maybe one of the lesser known Manx grown animals. Uh, there aren't too many doing it, so they need the support. And uh, it is nice when people support Manx. We also have Sheila Gorn and Manx products as well, and there will be one or two other stalls. So, and we also have uh, Father Christmas, who's very kind with the children. So it's it's worth coming. It's a a nice event. That's it. It's a lovely afternoon out. But also, uh, Peter, I know in years gone by that we've had the charity bird as well. A few a few bits of money have been raised for good charities. Not just this year over the years, but it probably runs into a few thousand. Um, Kenny Sloan is the main person for. He gives a bird. And then it's uh, split between Manx breast cancer and motor neuron. So he gives the bird and then it's sold and then some kind people give it back and then it's maybe sold half a dozen times. So, wow, that's so fantastic. I think last year we gave 850 to each of the charities. So yeah, that's, it, that's a huge and, amount. And we have a bucket collection as well so everybody can contribute a little bit. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's that season of uh, goodwill, isn't it? And so this is this coming Thursday, Peter, at Knockalo, one o'clock. Yeah. Hope to see you there. There we go. That was Peter Quayle, the auctioneer from Central Marts, who's uh, in charge of this year's poultry sale on Thursday. Yeah, and it's a, it's a strange one, the poultry, isn't it? Uh, like we were talking about before. But uh, Peter, always a, a great um, ambassador for, for all things local and a nice persona and manner about him when he's auctioneering and stuff as well, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. He's a great man for the job. Very patient there. Some days it can be quite tricky uh, getting the bids gathered in. But uh, the Christmas Mart is always very special and uh, you know, they raise a good bit of money for charity and many charities are close to the heart of some of these farmers that are in attendance and it's great to see Manx grown birds there for sale the, the geese and the and the poultry that's been raised locally um, just absolutely fantastic atmosphere and he, he does a great job pulling it all together with the Christmas carols of the silver band and the cracking mince pies they make mm, it is and uh and it's uh, great you mentioned the, 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 the charities and stuff. What a wonderful job the Young Farmers Federation did with raising money uh, with, with the tractor runs. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. Like Hayley Crow said a few weeks ago that they raised £750 in the first year. Now, five years on, uh, a whopping 14000 made this year. It's just absolutely phenomenal, the, the generosity of the people around the Isle of Man and just to absolutely brilliant charities they've gone to yeah well done everyone involved in that uh, the public the constabulary and of course uh, the young farmers well we mentioned about poultry uh, before and peter talking about at the mart i thought i'd get a first-hand impression of how things are compared to other years from butcher rob tier well firstly rob tier uh, we're in here on on a sunday which is uh, certainly rare but yeah. uh, got to be done well, this time of year, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty busy. We've got uh, still got a few thousand chipolatas to do yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a massive thing. I mean, the the local uh, ingredients going yeah. into the sausages here, and, yeah. and everyone loves them with with the Christmas dinners. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you can't beat freshly made and uh, handmade chipolatas and bacon you know it's all cured here and and they're making it all by hand so it's good stuff what about the the trend then i see uh, on the on the list on the walls here you've got the hampers there mm. that seem to be popular with people but you've got an arranged from turkeys crowns chickens geese ducks yeah. yeah some lamb i suppose 
Oh yeah, lamb goes well. Um, quite a lot of people like a leg of lamb uh, for, for Christmas Day. And to be honest, I mean, personally, for Christmas, I, I would have a goose. Really nice. Yeah, my parents would always have a goose. Yeah. Blimmin' turkey's too dry. <laughs> but when you think of it, the amount of meat and the kind of the same kind of rich texture that you get in a leg of lamb is, uh, it's a bargain really, and it's, it's very good stuff. As you know, uh, I mean, our lamb is second to none, so. There's different types of the lamb to mm. the spring lamb and stuff. Yeah. Is there, is there much of a difference? From, from the time of year? Well, you know, spring lamb picks up, um, you know, it, it, it attracts a premium price in the spring, um, sort of from late Feb, early March. But I don't think it's as nice as the lamb this time of year or, or in the autumn because it hasn't been on the grass long enough. The, the lamb now is full of flavour. Right, and mm. you, you would taste the difference being a lamb lover. Well, that's me personally. Yeah. But then again, I like, I like sort of knuckle-shoulder lamb and, and people people go for leg or the blade and, and so people have their different tastes but me I like lots of flavour. But, but it, it must be difficult because um, away in different places around the world yeah. where people are having uh, different turkeys, chickens yeah. year in year out. Yeah. It's a different scenario on the Isle of Man isn't it and it doesn't seem very viable uh, during the whole year. Poultry you know it's, it's a labour intensive business isn't it you know dressing poultry and uh, uh, it's I mean we can't source a regular supply of local chickens for during the year so it's 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 yeah it's it's, it's difficult I don't know if there's a an answer to that but uh, we certainly have plenty of decent really good pork beef and lamb have you, have you seen much of a change over years moving from one type of meat to to the others my father used to say when he started out that uh, lamb and, and ribs of beef were very popular. As you can see, that would be a Christmas up on the wall yeah, there. It's a mighty picture. Yeah, that's a Christmas show from, oh, I don't know, 1910, I think. So, you know, back then you'll see they uh, people went for beef in a big way. But uh, the poultry was always something that the, the farmer's wives would do. As a sort of sideline, I always yeah, thought. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And um, and of course, you know, that's gone really with the kind of commercial big production uh, poultry, which is a shame. Um, and uh, I mean, you can't beat free range, but um, it's very hard to get hold of. And But of course, you know, the beef, lamb and, and pork is, is spot on, you know. Yeah. What about pork you don't really hear that mentioned too much at Christmas times but uh, I suppose there will be the lovers yes and particularly people from Eastern Europe I found they they quite often will come in and get a shoulder of pork for Christmas yeah I mean it's good stuff I mean it doesn't have to be all about turkey (laughs) (laughs) the trend for I mean people still going for the traditional Oh, yeah. Dinners, yeah, you, yeah you're not yeah. seeing a drop in that? No, no, no. Most people, uh, they want their turkey, and, and the trend is towards turkey crowns because not so many people are cooking, you know, I mean, I remember in the old days, 20-pound turkeys were quite common, and, and mm-hmm. people would be feeding two or three families and having a big party. That's less common. People prefer just a portion of turkey crown these days, I think. Mm-hmm. It's great that... Um, yourselves and a lot of the other butchers on the Isle of Man are really trying to to keep as much 
local stuff in as they can. Not always as easy as that, but no. it, it, it is great that the people can come in and have a look and ask questions about it. That's the great thing. Yeah, I would think the majority of the butchers around the island, this, you know, during the year, are doing their best to support the, uh, the local farming community where they can. So, you know, I mean, I would encourage people not just to support us, but, you know, all, all the local butchers around the island. So important, Rob, to get the, the relationship with the farmers because I suppose they've got to be uh, on their game this time of year because they know it's going to be busy like yourselves. Well, yeah, um, and uh, it's good to see, um, it's always nice to see the farmers coming in here to support us too because, of course, they know uh, the quality of what, what they're supplying and uh, with their geese and, and, and their lambs. I mean, we see them when we're, when we're driving around, we see them out in the fields and we see the beautiful pastures they live in and it's a, it's a fantastic ecosystem to be supporting, you know. So it's, it's, it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a bigger picture than just trying to be busy, isn't it? It's about, it's about sustaining a, a, a nice environment and a, and, a, and a good place to live. And uh, that sort of satisfaction for all of you and every the public should be driving past as well seeing them in the fields and thinking well yes. what, how much fresher and freer can you get exactly exactly and uh, yeah I mean we're very fortunate to live in such a beautiful place and part of part of the reason for that for, for the beautiful landscape we've got is the animal agriculture we've got and uh, we should be thankful for it really Rob Deer, the butcher from the north of the Isle of Man, telling us uh, about uh, how they prepare and slaving away on a Sunday, getting all things ready. And it, you know, never gets any easier, I don't think, in that line of work. I really don't think so, too. It's a physical job, and they are a great team there up in Ramsey. Uh, Just fantastic. They took all of the Christmas beef that was at the Christmas Prime Stock Show held by the Southern District there. Absolutely credit to them for the quality that they have in that shop. Yeah, and uh, all the other butchers on the Isle of Man, of course, will be equally as busy. And it's great that, um, you know, it's difficult to get certain birds and poultry there's nobody really that can do or is involved in live sort of chickens on the Isle of Man so it just makes it a little bit more frustrating but making the best of it absolutely they have great number of return customers year on year and it like you say everybody wants that special dish on Christmas day whatever it may be and the butchers do go above and beyond to provide what they can yeah are you uh, you said mentioned goose before is that what you'll be having this year absolutely yes we do do love a goose we always get one from tears of Ramsey but also we'll try and hopefully hunt one down at the Christmas Mart if we can nothing nicer than Manx grown produce so uh, that's what we look out for on Christmas day You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, uh, we've mentioned animals in the past, poultry on today's programme as well. Uh, they've all got to be looked after, Kiri. Absolutely. It's at the forefront of every farmer's mind here on the Isle of Man. And uh, the farm assurance is what keeps us right in the, having the little red tractor appear on our products in the supermarket that gives the reassurance to the purchaser that it's come from a very high welfare standard farm. And to keep us up to date with all of the uh, paperwork and accreditation, we had a delivery session from Emma Sale, 
um, who was born and raised on the Isle of Man and now works in North Wales. She popped back to the Isle of Man to give a talk on how the safe use of medicines happens. Emma Sale, welcome back to the Isle of Man. It feels like only two minutes ago we were in the Southern Young Farmers together and now how you're a busy lady with your chosen career. Yes, it's fantastic to be able to come back to the island, to my old stomping ground, um, to be able to see some familiar faces and hopefully deliver some useful training um, and give something back to the island's farming community. Well, today was a very important day. You're here as a, as a veterinary surgeon to talk about pretty important things changing in the red tractor in the uh, farm assurance world. Yes, so since since the 1st of November, it's been a requirement that at least one person um, responsible for administering medicines on farm has attended one of these courses and understands why we're doing what we're doing. So it's kind of covering the basics of um, giving medicines safely, responsibly, causing minimal distress to the animal yeah, and making sure you're happy with injection techniques. I'm more than well aware that most of the people sitting there today have been jabbing <laughs> cattle since before I was born. But every day is a school day and I think hopefully people have had something to take away from today um, and something that they're going to improve on for the future. And that is certainly the case. Like you say, every day is a school day. But there's so much that you've taught today that maybe uh, has advanced in the time that they've been farming. But uh, the safe use of drugs on anything is so important now. Antibiotics is at the forefront of many people's minds. Yeah, it is, and it's a buzzword across the farming press and in the general press. People are much more aware of how and where their food comes from and that it's been um, produced in a responsible way. So today we've tried to cover how to give the drugs that we're giving on a regular basis on farm and how we can improve our farming efficiency. Is there somewhere we can reduce the antibiotic use through changing your health plan, implementing vaccination policy um, and being able to keep happier, healthier animals, which at the end of the day, are much more productive and efficient for the farmers. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? They're running businesses, they're working day and night and help from the likes of you who's gone away and studied for many years to come back and just some tips and, and different ways to alter their business is so important. Yeah, it's, it's important at the end of the day. Farming is a business and you've got to make money at it. And I think farmers know in their heart of hearts keeping happy, healthy animals is the way to do this. But sometimes we get drawn into doing the same things year on year and possibly not tackling the issue head on. So hopefully, you know, with the information that we've given today and the introduction to being able to implement health planning is will change the practices for the future and hopefully offer them some words and tips and advice um, going forwards and like you say prevention is always better than cure isn't it we've seen now with the pandemic that's happening around the world the vaccination programs that are being rolled out they're here for everyone's benefit Yes, I mean, vaccination Vaccination is key in a lot of the preventative health issues. And I think previously there's been some resistance to it because the antibiotics and treatments that we have available are very effective. I mean, hopefully with today and some, some things that we've learned from some horror stories I was able to share of what I've seen over my veterinary career, um, have learned the lessons from somebody else's mistake that we can... Um, uh, use and abuse antibiotics and cause more problems further down the line yeah. um, and the, these are a real and genuine risk and the same with sort of worming products so hopefully it's something they can go home and some food for thought. 
Well, this is exactly it. And with Red Tractor, people look out now in the supermarkets, in just local shops, for the emblem with the tractor and the heart on it to say that these people, these farmers, have produced this to the highest of standards. And this is something we've got to keep striving for. It's all about consumer confidence. In this day and age, people want to know where their food has come from and the associated food miles. And having the Red Tractor um, emblem on things offers them that reassurance that everything has been done um, within the guidance of the Red Tractor system. Um, and in order to do this, we need to maintain standards. And although this is a new requirement for people to do it, I think the feedback from today is that everybody's taken at least something home that will uh, change their practices going forwards. And how can people that maybe didn't get on this course, Emma, today, how can they get in touch with you or seek the advice that you've given today? So a lot of the advice we've given today is if in doubt, speak to your vet. I think it is key to have a good relationship with your vet as a farmer. You should be able to speak to them and um, to engage with them in further disease issues. Um, this training is only really a starting point and a bit of food for thought going forwards. And it is just a case of opening up those conversations. That was Emma Sale, the visiting vet from North Wales, to talk to us about the safe use of medicines. Yes, and it's uh, one of them things that... Uh it's it's like the vaccination thing at the moment isn't it you know some are against it some don't like animals that have had medicines in and things like that but if you're owning them you you want the best for them don't you absolutely (laughs) the welfare is absolutely paramount and and like emma says their prevention is always better than cure and uh, she's here to help and lots of the good vets on the isle of man are too but uh, it's always nice to make sure that our customers are getting the highest uh, welfare standard animals and and the best food quality there is yeah and i think uh, in general in the isle of man i think um you know, everyone's sort of gets together. They look out for each other's stock in general, don't they? they if you know, if, if another farmer sees something, he'll sort of pop in and say, "Oh." Oh, you know, people with big land, yeah. that not necessarily on their farm. No, this is it, yeah. and that's the great power of of Facebook, social media, able to reach people and everybody on the Isle of Man knowing somebody that can tell somebody else if there's an animal in distress or an animal needs tending to um, and it's a great community in that regard and some of the farmers here are just absolutely fantastic uh, farmers indeed and would stand up anywhere in the world. Their hus- animal husbandry is just second to none. Yeah and uh, just got to Keep our fingers crossed, I suppose all the kids like a bit of snow for Christmas, but uh, not ideal, and touch wood we've been lucky, and we've had some unlucky years uh, with with big, big snowfalls in the past, but uh, holding strong at the moment, because it's not a great thing if you've got sheep and, and out in this weather, particularly on the mountains, is it? Absolutely mm. not, and uh, like we heard from the Met Office man, uh, Neil Young, there last week yeah. about the snow, it farmers do rely heavily on the forecasts and to get those sheep to safety or get them to low ground before the weather comes in bad uh, it is the farmer's worst nightmare snow but like you say it's always pretty on Christmas though. Yes it is pretty anyway uh, that's it for uh, Countryside for 2021 Kiri let's thank our producers uh, for the programmes uh, Sarah Hendy's been doing it Howard Kane and uh, William King as well Christy dehaven has been doing bits for us to help us out so all greatly appreciated and thank you uh, as well and I hope you and, and your you family too, have Sam. a great Christmas uh, we'll be back in the new year so all that's left to do is uh, say if you missed any of the programme or you want the interviews in full or previous 
Countryside programs. Go to Manx Radio's website and you can download the podcast for free there and, uh, and go to the Listen Again and hear the programmes. And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Indeed. Indeed.